build more housing by streamlining the process at City Hall? Can something called village development help us find housing? And what is that? These are all questions that have been brought up following the announcement yesterday by Vancouver Mayor Ken Sim and his ABC Majority on Council that they are proposing a, a host of changes aimed at getting more housing built in the city. So let's find out what's going to happen. Ken Sim, the mayor of Vancouver, joins us now. Thank you for being here. Hey, Simi, thanks for uh, having me today. So what are you proposing to do about that? What is what is going to happen here? Wow, well, we we launched a bunch of different things. That, that's a big question, by the way. Um, we, we've already initiated a bunch of uh, uh, things like um, bringing BRT uh, to uh, Hastings Sunrise area, uh, more childcare, student housing, uh, dealing with view cones. Uh, that's already in the works. In addition to that, we brought on seven different uh, proposals that we're going to um, bring to council next week. So, um, you know, building, uh, you know, up uh, 26 different sort of village areas, using technology to help us with our shadow guidelines to speed up the process, um, more flexibility with uh, um, sort of design of buildings to make it easier to build faster, uh, having a little more enforcement on illegal short-term rentals, working with the province there, having certified professionals who can actually help process uh, applications so we can um, get uh, housing built faster, uh, building more densely uh, uh, using our infrastructure at SkyTrain stations. We have at least four stations that have basically no density around them. And then reviewing uh, building bylaws, seeing where we can you know, uh, streamline the process and get rid of a lot of uh, extraneous uh, bylaws that just don't make any sense. Okay, you're right. That's uh, a lot. A yeah, that's a lot. Okay, so yeah. let's start with a couple of things that you mentioned there. Uh, more flexibility with the design of buildings. What does that mean? Uh, it, look, I, I don't want to get super technical here, but uh, one thing is uh, we have building floor plates, and I think they're about 65, the max is about 6,500 square feet, and it really restricts what you can build, and so we want to increase that to about 8,500 square feet, so, um, you know, it provides a lot more flexibility in how we build and what we can build, and to give you some context, I think Toronto is at about 9,500 square feet for these floor plates, so just making it easier to build is, uh, you know, is the purpose behind that one. When you say buildings, is that in residential areas? Is that in commercial areas? Are we talking about being able to build larger buildings on residential lots? We're talking about a whole host of things. And so uh, it I can't answer that with a simple, broad statement. Um, what I can say is, you know, using our existing infrastructure around SkyTrain stations, it just makes sense to build more because we want to utilize the infrastructure. We want people to be able to travel uh, throughout the city more effectively without having to use cars. We want to create uh, vibrant neighborhoods around those uh, SkyTrain stations. So that would be a place where it makes more sense to densify. When we talk about our 26 villages, that's uh, those are areas where, you know, we will still be promoting building single-family homes, townhomes, multiplexes, and three to six stories, uh, as an example. So okay. it, it, we're, we want to build a whole lot of everything um, throughout our neighborhoods while also respecting you know, uh, what makes Vancouver special and the neighborhood feel and, you know, uh, a way where we can still enjoy incredible views of the mountains and the oceans as well. Is there an example that you have? I know you mentioned Burnaby yesterday in the discussion. Like, are there areas that you say, we'd like to do more of that? 
Yeah, you know, Burnaby is a great example, and it, it, that example works around the SkyTrain stations. It makes sense to copy what they're doing. I, I, you know, I hate to give Mike Hurley all the credit here, but let's let's give credit where credit's due. They, they've done a great job there. And so when I when I look at King Edward and Camby, I personally, it's my opinion, I find it completely ridiculous that we have a six or seven story uh, building on the northwest corner above a uh, SkyTrain station. It's, you know, during a housing crisis, it it's just ridiculous. We and that's should, a relatively it, new building, right? I mean, I remember when that yeah. was built. Yeah, it, it it's, you know, that, that's my opinion. I just think it's ridiculous. And what a wasted opportunity. And so we have four SkyTrain stations, uh, you know, and people can make an argument there's more, but you look at Nanaimo Station, you look at 29th Avenue, you look at Renfrew, you look at Rupert, you know, we have single family homes all around those areas. And so if we want to get serious about providing more housing for future generations and, you know, people who want to live here today, we have to think differently and we have to, you know, utilize our current infrastructure um, and build around it. So that's one aspect of this, but I'm sure there's a lot of developers and builders who would say, listen, we would love to propose it, but getting it through City Hall is a challenge. What about the process? Uh, and they are absolutely right. Now, we've made some headway, but there there's a lot more that we can do. And we're already doing. So behind the scenes, um, I know that our amazing team at the city, uh, they've been working really hard, uh, you know, lifting up the hood. And they've looked at uh, bylaws and guidelines and ineffective previous uh, directions from, um, you know, uh, other councils and that's not a judgmental uh, comment that's just you know it is uh, you know there's some things that just didn't work and so they, they've already identified hundreds of um, bylaws and redundancies and uh, things that just don't make sense that they're going to propose that we get rid of and so um, that right there will speed up the process also looking at certified professionals um, to you know review things uh, so the city of Vancouver isn't a bottleneck um, where know, everything has to get checked, like, right? Where every question you have, you have to go to the city. Yeah, like we, we want to streamline it so you don't have to. Like, it, you know, it, we're not talking about rocket science here. Like, obviously, some special projects uh, need a lot of lifting. But when we're talking about standardized builds, why are we slowing down the process? These things should be, you know, approved almost immediately if we already know that it fits and it conforms with what we want to build in the neighborhoods that we want to build. Why re, Why does it take nine months to 12 years to build something like that or approve it? Okay, and let's. I wanted to ask you about the crackdown on short-term rentals that you mentioned there too. This has been a huge issue, and there, there's definitely a lot of anecdotal stories and evidence out there that there are people without licenses operating these or expired licenses, and there isn't the, enough enforcement. What happens as a result of that? Yeah, so like I, I, I want to give both sides of the story here. There are short-term rentals that work, um, that people are following the rules, and it's you know it's it's a positive not only to the tourist economy but uh, people that are looking for mortgage helpers, what have you. Okay, there are also a lot of people that are not following the rules, and we're we want to crack down on that because at the end of the day, we are in a housing crisis. Um, there are a lot of people who want to live in the city of Vancouver and, um, you know, they're being excluded from that because, you know, in part due to uh, people that aren't following the rules. So um, we've already made a stand there and we want to work with the, the province uh, to enforce, um, you know, the regulations that they're going to be proposing. 
Okay, so do you think that in that case, there's there's a lot of people who become reliant on this, uh, and they just it, it, they're going to need to crack down on this because um, they're they're that's rental stock, right? Like people could be renting that out long term. Yeah, look, it, uh, my my view is if you follow the rules, you won't have a problem. If you don't follow the room, rules, there's a problem. And uh, so we want to crack down on the people that aren't following the rules so we can get people who want to live in the city of Vancouver, um, you know, more options. Right. You've said now, that's that, not going to solve everything. That's just yeah. one part of it. Like if that's all we rely on, uh, cracking down on illegal short term rentals, we're not going to solve, you know, the housing crisis here. So right. we have to focus on the big picture as well. You said you're waiting for the province to do more on that. What kind of tools will the province give you, do you think, that might be able to help with that? Uh, you know, that's a great question for the province, um, but we want as many tools as possible. Um, and not not just on short-term rentals. Look, we, we uh, the part uh, the province has, uh, they've been great partners uh, with us uh, or for us, and um, they've been giving a lot, uh, us a lot of assistance on the housing file, and we, we look forward to that relationship uh, continuing um, going forward. When do you think people will start to notice some of these changes? When will it make you a know, difference? Um, you know, and that's a great question. Uh, there are no short-term fixes. Uh, these are all sort of medium to long-term um, things that we need to do. I think if you are a home builder or developer, you will start to see um, these changes sooner, not later. But then it takes time to build these places. And so we take the view that we need to get to work right now to clear the logjam so people can build. And frankly, I like I, mean, I only I speak for myself and I think I speak I, actually I know I speak for council as well. We don't care who gets credit for this. Right? So when you start to see positive impact in the future um, and someone else gets credit for it, awesome. Who cares? At the end of the day, we want to set in motion um, you know, a positive structure so people and builders can build the homes that Vancouverites need. Do you envision moving more of that online? I noticed that you also launched the kind of um, laneway house tool online where you can do your checklist and everything by inputting at the city website, which is like a little thing, but also a very big thing. Yeah, you know, we want to push as, uh, you know, uh, as many processes online as possible, but we also have to make sure that we have the right workflow. Right. Like so if you if we had a process that didn't make any sense that you had to go through 27 different steps, uh, just putting that process online doesn't help anyone. Um, You know, the bigger thing is how do we eliminate those redundant 27 steps? So you don't even have to go through that process in the first place. Um, But for all the processes that make sense. Yeah, let's push them online and um, make it easier for um, uh, all the people that are building homes. All right. Well, thank you so much for your time this morning. Great. Thank you very much for the opportunity. Appreciate that. That's Ken Sim, Mayor of Vancouver, talking about a whole host of proposed changes at this point to get things moving and more things built. Now, I'm sure, you know, when you talk about these village developments, especially around SkyTrain stations like Nanaimo, 29th Avenue, that residents in those areas would go, oh, do, I, do I want it to look more like what we see in Burnaby around SkyTrain stations? That's going to be, I think, part of that discussion too. But it sounds like there are plans to move those things forward. 